Amen? Are you ready for the message? I have titled today's message as Can God Really Meet Your Need? Amen? Can God? Because see, this is a question that our cousins or an unbeliever will ask you. He will ask you. If, take the example for me. For one year waiting to be healed. A question could come. Can God really? Can I have that slide, sister? Can God really meet our needs? Let us quickly turn our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17. And we will read the entire chapter. I want you to pay very careful attention as it is read. 1 Kings chapter 17 and we will read the full chapter. Yes, my brother. And Elijah the Tishbite who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Shereth, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidion, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel, that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of the meal, of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which is spake by Elijah. Continue brother. Sometime later. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore 
that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance, and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom, and carried him up into a loft, where he abode, and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord, and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times, and cried unto the Lord, and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come in, come, come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, Amen. and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. Amen. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our God and our Redeemer. Father, we pray that this word you will take and you will minister to your children. We pray where there is no faith, you will put faith, Lord God. Where there is no hope, you will bring back hope, Lord God. Where there is sickness, you will bring healing, Lord God. Father, where there is deadness, you will bring life today, Father. We pray that your word will meet each and every one at their point of need. And where there is lost soul, you will bring salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can God really meet our need is the title that I've given for today's message. There is a common element in every person in the world. There's one common element. There's one thing that every person in this room, in this church, has in common. We all have needs. Everyone, at some given time, you have a need. Now, and if you look very carefully, perhaps one of the needs could be a material need that you might have. And sometimes we dwell more on this one need. On the material need, we want to dwell a lot. Second thing is, there could be emotional needs. There are many people going through such emotion in their life. And that's the need that they, will, they look up to God to touch them. The third thing is that there could be physical needs that people also have. But people are sick in their body, waiting for the day when God will meet them at their point of need of healing. Then, at last, we will all face one need, and that's the greatest need in our lives, and that is the spiritual need. So if you look everywhere, at some given time, we will have a need. So what do we do when a need arises? What will you do? When there is a need, that's the question. The natural reaction for every one of us when there is a need, what's the first thing that we do? Is we worry. That's the natural thing. The first thing that we do is we get worried. And that's not supposed to be done at all. If you look in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible says, Do not be anxious for 
anything. So why do we worry when the Bible says clearly, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, number one, by prayer, number two, by petition, number three, with thanksgiving, present your request. So God says that you don't have to be afraid when nobody is at home, because God will watch over you. You don't have to be worried when something goes wrong, because God is there with you. And again, in Matthew chapter 6, we will not read it because of time. Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 to 33. You could, you could go home and read this verse where it says, Do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. Don't worry about those things. The Bible clearly says, says that. But what the Bible tells us not to worry, that's the thing we worry about. So we have to be very careful. What the Bible tells us not to do, we do. What the Bible tells us to do, we don't do. We do exactly the opposite. And I like the last verse of uh, uh, Matthew 6 verses uh, 33. Look at the last verse. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We found that verse last week. And all these things will be given unto you as well. So, should we try to meet our need? If there is a need, should you try to meet it? The answer is yes. You should try to meet your need. Now, it's a natural thing for us to meet our need. But if we are able to meet our need, then it's not a need at all. Because you are able to do it with your own strength. But what I am referring here to is that when you have tried everything in your own strength, you have done all the resources, you have found all the ways and you are not able to meet your need. All your resources are exhausted. Then when you come to the end of your line and you said, I have tried everything, nothing is working. What do we do then? That's the question I want to throw at you today. You have tried everything. Things have gone bad in your life. You have, you have gone north, south, east, west to make that need. But you find at the last, nothing is working. The simple answer, yet very deeply profound, it's an answer given by Jesus Christ. And his answer of meeting our need is this. It's found in the book of Mark, chapter 11. And verse 22, Mark, turn your Bibles and see where we could find our need met. Mark chapter 11, verses 22, Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Very simple. Have faith in God. But the most simplest thing we are not able to do. We find it difficult to do it. And am I saying, I intend to show this passage that why we, must, why we should have faith in God. Example, you might lose your job. Suddenly you are told to go. And what do we do? Immediately we look for plan B. And what is plan B? How will I stay back in this country? It's not wrong, but I only want to show you something. If you are walking in the will of God, if you are walking in the will of God, and if something happens to you, your duty is not to go to plan B, but to go to the Lord in prayer. 
I testify to that. The day I came to know that I was asked to leave this country, I brought the news to my wife and I said, time is finished in Oman. I said, they've asked me, asked, asked me to go. We both went on our knees. We knelt on and said, God, you gave us 32 years in this land. Let your will be done. If you want us to be here, Lord, remove the obstacles. But if you want us to go, open the doors and we will go. I want to share something. I brought it to pastor's notice. This has happened. But we never stretched our arms to any man. We never even asked anyone to get us a job. This is truth. Because we said, God is opening a door. We went, we went on a fast and we said, God, show us. But give us peace when this thing is taking place. That we will not ask man. Because you are the God. You said, seek ye first the kingdom. That verse is my treasure. That's where I stand on. And God in his infinite mercy, two days before I could go, opened the door. I challenge you today, if you're going through crisis, for some given reason, you've come to the end because of your health, there's something wrong, and you have tried everything. Don't give up hope. Go to the Lord in prayer. Before running to a doctor, run to God. Before running to a man, run to God. Because our God is a God who supplies all our needs. If there are youngsters, and I know there are many youth here, if for some given reason you fall in love with somebody and that person ditches you, don't go for plan B to run to find another partner to fulfill that gap. It's a natural thing we do that. Go to the Lord and say, God, what is it that you have in store for me? Why have you removed this? What is it you're trying to teach me? What is it that I have to learn from this situation? The God who brought us into this land will supply all our needs. Amen. The God who gave you a job will make sure he will send ravens for you in Jesus' name. Please, I beg you in the name of the Lord, don't run to plan B. Don't look to man. If you look to God, then you can stand and testify that it was God. Because if man helps you, you have to testify that man gave this, you this job, man gave you the money, man healed you. But if you turn to God, you can bravely pronounce, as long as you live, it is my God who supplied my needs. Amen? The question is, we have to be careful to whose voice we are listening to when we are going through a situation like this. There will be many voices. The flesh and the devil will tell you, can God do that for you? And the Bible says, my God can do it. Can you hear an amen? Our God can do it for you. And he will do more than what you want also. Amen. Our God can meet your need. Tell your neighbor that. Our God can meet your need. I want to begin by saying, God can meet you at your point of need. Amen. My first point is, the many sides of our need. The next slide, my sister. The, men, the many sides of our needs. Often, our needs rise from the stages from different. There are three areas I want to show you that where our need rises from. Three areas. Number one, it's found from verses 1 to 7. When you go home, go through the scripture. We will not read it at the moment. Verses 1 to 7 is an uncommon service is my first point. An uncommon service. For example... Elijah's need rose from his obedience to the will of God. 
Elijah was obedient to the will of God and yet he had a need. He was just doing exactly what God told him and then his need came. Man of God, mighty man of God, doing exactly what God tells him to do and yet this man finds himself having a need. There are times you might be seen to be doing everything right that you're supposed to do. You might be praying every day, maybe praying morning, noon and night. Maybe you are spending time in fasting. Maybe you're pray, you, you are regular in your tithes. Maybe you, you never miss even one church service. You never miss one prayer meeting. You are doing everything. You are living right according to God's word. Nothing, no one can find a flaw. Yet, trouble, trouble surrounds you. Why does that take place? Or why should that surprise you when it happens? Trouble, hardships should never surprise a child of God. Can I hear an amen? Look at the Bible. Let us see what the Bible says. Whatever said, turn to the scripture. John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, 33, the Bible says, I have told you these things, whatever be your thing. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have. So when your trouble comes, God says, I will give you my peace in that situation. No matter what, your health is bad. You're going through a lot of things. God says, in that pain, I will give you peace. Amen? In this world, you will, you will have trouble. The Bible says that you will not be with the trouble. You will be with trouble. But see what it says. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen? Amen? Many people have a wrong concept that once you come to Jesus and you receive salvation, then all your troubles are ended. Sorry, that's from the pit of hell. I want to show you something. In reality, in truth, the moment you receive salvation, the doors are open, hell breaks loose to hit you. Because the enemy, you were a friend of the enemy, now you have become his enemy, he's not going to let go of you. You understood this? But many people say, you come to Jesus, everything you will have. But that's wrong. Many doors are open for the enemy he wants to beat you up. Just to make sure that you do not believe in the God who has called you. Look at Job chapter 14. See what the Bible says again. Job chapter 14. Job chapter 14. And see verse 1. If you have a brother who is beside you and doesn't have a Bible, show them that scripture. Job chapter 14. And it's on the screen also. For anyone who is here. It says, Man born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. Man born of woman is of few days, but full of trouble. Give me one second. Is there anyone in our congregation, and this is your first time in our church, can I see your hands, please? Is there anyone here in our congregation, and this is your first time in this church? Praise the Lord. Let's give that sister a mighty clap offering for God to bring that sister into our midst. I pray that God will meet you at your point of need, my sister. Amen. Let us quickly turn. Now see, the, sometimes when problems happen, what's the first thing we do? We call up people, we complain, we do all the nonsense. But I want you to turn. Turn to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. 
and look at what verse 12 and 13. Let us open our scriptures because scriptures gives life. I asked my, my students, my Bible students, I asked them a question. When did God talk to you last? And each one had a different answer. And actually God is speaking right now through his servant, through his word. Amen? So let us see what God's word, what is he telling us? Go quickly to 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. It says, dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering. You seen that word? Suffering. As though something strange were happening to you. But the Bible says, look at that next verse. It says, but rejoice that you participate in the suffering of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Amen. So nothing should surprise a believer. You cannot say, if you have lost your job, your health is gone, an accident is placed, you cannot say, this surprised me. You should just say, God, to you be the glory, because you have something better for me. Amen? My next point is verse 9 to 11. I'm going to look at verse 9 to 11. An uncontrollable situation. An uncontrollable situation. This verse reveals the widow who was suffering because of the wrongdoing of others. This widow who was in this place, she was suffering not because of what wrong she did. But of someone else's. Who, who, who was doing wrong? First, the first person that was doing wrong was the sin of Ahab. The first person. The second person, the sin of Jezebel. Third, the nation of Israel. Because of what wrong they were doing, God had to bring the drought into this land. And this poor woman was in that situation that she got caught in that famine because of someone else's wrong. There are many times like that for you and me. With no fault of ours, we find ourselves caught up in unpleasant situations that brings trouble into our lives. Example, you are a faithful worker. You are working very faithful. You are there morning, noon and night. You are committed to your job. No one can find a fault with you. Your hands are clean before man and before God. But yet, because of certain circumstances in your company, you could lose your job. No fault of yours. That woman was in such a situation. No fault of hers. Because of the sin of the king and Jezebel and the people, she was suffering in this. It could be sometimes we have to look. A child who is born in a family, chaos at home, mommy and daddy continuously fights. No fault of this child, sadly parents separate and divorce. That poor child gets affected because of what the parents do. No fault of the child. Sometimes we are in situations like this. It's not that we have done anything wrong. Because somebody, somewhere, the company, someone has done wrong. You become a victim to it. And that's what this woman was facing. She became a victim in this drought because of the sins of someone else's. That's what the Bible says. She, it's not, she, was, she was a woman who was living right. I'll show you the scriptures. Turn to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45 and see what the scripture says. Matthew 5, verse 45. The Bible says that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good 
and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. This was even spoken on Friday by our pastor. God sends the sun, he sends the rain on the just and even the unjust. If we expect only good to happen in our lifetime, why not we expect even if bad things happen? We have to consider that. Often pain, sorrow, trouble are part of human experience. These are all things which are part of our experience. My next point is verses 17 to 18, an untimely sorrow. The next point is an untimely sorrow. In this verse we find that the woman, she had given much to the service of God. She was given everything that she had to the Lord. She received much, yet she was thrown in a time of grief of an untimely death of a son. Because here she was taking care of a man of God. She was supplying his needs, giving everything. Maybe she was a faithful person in this, but yet she found an untimely death of a son. Normally the children are supposed to bury the parents, but here we find a mother at the time she has to bury a son. Have you ever been there where you have been receiving blessings, you are enjoying life, God has given everything to you and suddenly you find your bottom gone and everything that you have gained has suddenly been drained out. Have you ever been there? I was there. I was there a few months ago. A cargo was sent. I told goodbye even to my cell. We, 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 we got ready and for, for one second our, everything was gone. But we only trusted in our Lord. Our God is in control. Amen? Amen? I know sometimes it hurts. You are faithful to God. You are doing everything. But suddenly something happens in your life. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy to destroy you. Listen to the voice of God. Amen? I just want to praise the Lord today. Because our troubles do not have the last word in our lives. It is God who has the last word in our lives. Can I hear an amen? amen? It is God who has the last word. Not your problems, not your situations. My second point is the visible supply of our God. The visible supply of our God. Your need may be caught off guard and you are left all alone wondering what has happened. But God has not forgotten you. And it has not caught God by surprise. Nothing can catch God by surprise. It might catch you by surprise, but not God. My next point is, verses 3 and 4, God's past preparation. God's past preparation. Now, I want you to look at this. God told Elijah, go be by the valley. Correct? Thousands of years before Elijah could even be there, before even Elijah could even dream of having a drink, God's finger traced that valley to come through that land. God prepared that valley thousand years before even that his son can go there. God prepared it much more before even Elijah could even be born. Let's follow this and bring it to today's situation now, what Elijah's done. What has happened to Elijah's life? If God knows all about our troubles before they come, and if God has a hand in my trouble, and he does, God knows exactly where you are at what given time, even before it could even happen. Let's quickly turn to Isaiah chapter 45. 
and look at verse 7 and see what, even before something can happen to you, what God has got in store. Isaiah 45, verse 7. Yes, brother. I form the light yes. and create darkness. Mm-hmm. I make peace. Oh, one minute. Yes, I make peace. And create evil. Mm. I, the Lord, mm. do all these things. Mm. Uh, you remember Pastor Sean was sharing the scripture. I want to share it. I want to read it in NIV. Look at it in NIV. It says, I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. It is God says, I do it. Now I want to show you NLT. Let us look at NLT. You got, let's look at NLT. Sister, if you have NLT, can you put it up? I am the one who creates the light and makes the darkness. I am the one who sends good times and bad times. Have you seen that? I am the one who gives you the good times. I am the one who gives you the bad times. Also, it says, I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. So nothing can ever come near your tent without the permission of God. Amen? Nothing, nothing can ever come near your house without the permission of God. No disaster, no loss of job, no, nothing can touch you without getting permission from God. Going to the throne room of God and begging God and saying, I need to test this man to see if he really loves you. And then when God gives the permission, then something comes up. Amen? So don't think that something has caught you by surprise. Nothing can touch you by surprise without the throne room grace and mercy permission. Amen. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. Let us look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. Yes, my brother. For our light affliction, Mm. which is but for a moment. For a moment. What you're going through is only for a moment. Yes, brother. Work it for us. Mm. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Amen. 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 Let's look at one more scripture. Romans chapter 8. It's, it's important to hear scripture back up what is said. Romans chapter 8. Verse 18. 8, for 18. for mm. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time mm. are not worthy to be compared mm. with the glory of which shall be revealed in us. Amen. And and we know that God... And we know that all things work ah, together ah, for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Amen. So, God has already taken every step that is required for your life. Every step God has already ordained and He has prepared it. In His time, it will be revealed. Not in your time. When God told Elijah to go, he never gave him the three-year plan. The three-year plan was not given to Elijah. Every word, everything was given step by step. Every time Elijah obeyed, God revealed the next step. Amen? So your obedience for step number two should be obedience in step number one. God will never reveal the last to you. He will show you step by step what you have to do. Our duty is to be patient. Our duty is to be faithful to the Lord and to fulfill His calling in our life. Amen. Look at Psalm 84. Turn to Psalm 84. 
and look at verse 11. See what the scriptures, the scripture is full of treasure, full of treasure for us. And when we hold on to this treasure, it brings life to us. Amen. Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. Number one is the sun and And our our shield. shield. Amen. He gives Mm. us grace and glory. What he gives you? He gives you grace to bear the situation, to bear the troubles that you're going through. So that when you receive grace to, to bear it, you will receive glory in due time. Amen. Amen. And no good. The Lord will withhold no good thing. Amen. From those who do what is right. I want you to tell your neighbor this. No good thing will leave withhold from them that walk uprightly. Tell your neighbor that. So what is required for good things to follow? Walk uprightly. Amen. That should be the thing. God, I am going to walk uprightly before you. And I believe you are a covenant keeping God. You will not withhold anything from me. Amen. My sixth, my next point is verse 6. God's present supply. We've seen God's past preparation. Now let us look at God's present supply. In this verse we see Elijah being fed by ravens. God knew that his servant needed to eat. Number one, God supplied the necessary things for his son. Notice that God's methods are not the same. He is a miracle working God. He did it in a miraculous way and he did it in an ordinary way. I want to show you two things. They were miraculous in that God used a raven. Do you know ravens never share anything? He used the one creature that does not share anything. He used that one. God will use your enemy to supply your need. Amen. The one who says you have to go will be the one who will call you and give you a promotion in Jesus name. Amen. I want you to know that God has promised to meet your need today. See, nobody says amen. And how do you expect to receive something? I believe God will meet you at your point of need today. Look at Philippians chapter 4 and see what God says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. And And my God shall supply all your needs. Wait, wait, wait. How many needs? All. All Can you say all to your neighbor? All All your needs. Now wait. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, not all your wants, but all your needs. Not your wants. Your wants can be many. Your wants can be Canada, Australia, New Zealand, moon. God says, not your, not your wants. I will give you what you need. I will give you your daily bread. I will give you a pillow to sleep. I will give you a roof over your head. So that you will remember it is I who supplied it. Amen. Amen. However, I want you to know that his promise is conditional. God has a conditional to his promise. Do you know why he says, I will supply all your needs? Now, don't live the way you want to live and then say, God, you must supply my needs. See, the condition is because the Philippian people gave sacrificially to the ministry, to missionary work, to supplying Paul's need. And God says, because you gave sacrificially to to this need, I will supply your need. Amen. Amen. So what does it teach? I don't teach prosperity, like our pastor said. But if you learn to give, 
you will receive bountifully. Amen. 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 Learn to give to God. And in his time, he will pour out from the treasures of heaven that you will not have enough room. And you say, God, that's enough, please, please. I have been given more than what I want. Amen. Amen. Learn to be a giver. And then you will be a mighty receiver in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. But I believe that God lets us experience so that he gets us in line with him. Some given time, we sometimes get out of line of God's will. Sometimes. It's not all the time. Sometimes. He uses different situations to get different people to come into line. Amen. Will he take care of you? Yes. Will God take care of you? Yes. Tell your neighbor, God will take care of you. Does God love you? Yes. Tell your neighbor, God loves you. Tell your neighbor one more time, God loves you. And he will supply your need today. I thank my God, Matthew said all your needs. I said he will supply your needs. He said all your needs. One more time, tell your neighbor, God will supply all your needs. Amen. So we've seen God's past preparation. We've seen God's present supply. Now let us look at God's promise for tomorrow. Amen. God's promise for tomorrow. My, it's from verse 14. Verse 14. Elijah demanded and the widow responded. Elijah tells her not to worry. Because the Lord will give her what she needs for her future. Was this woman having a need for the future? Yes, she had a need for her future. But Elijah told her, go and do what I'm telling you to do. Your need for your future will be given to you. The future is always uncertain. It's a thing that we need. Look at Hebrews chapter 13. Look at Hebrews chapter 13. Because God's precious promises are with us. Hebrews chapter 13. And look at verse 5. What verse 5 says. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Mm -hmm. And be content with such things as ye have. Mm. For he had said, I will never leave thee, mm. nor forsake thee. Amen. It says, keep your lives free from the love of... See, about money we don't talk. If I say honey, we will say loud. Because I use the word money, you know. Because the Bible says, keep yourself free from the love of money. Money is good, Pastor Sean. Money is good. Correct, Pastor? But the love of money is wrong. If you take money and put it under your pillow every night, one one real you're adding, then that's wrong. If the real comes automatically to you, it's not wrong. Okay? Praise God. Now, Israel at Mara had a need. We find that in Exodus chapter 15. You can write it. Israel at Mara had a need and God supplied their need at Mara. Then, Agar, she had a need in the wilderness in Genesis chapter 21, verse 19, and God supplied a need also. A nation had a need, God supplied it. A single person had a need, God supplied it. If God can do this for a nation and a single person, don't you think He will do it for you today? Yes. Don't you think He will do it for you today? Yes. Look at Acts chapter 10. Look at Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Then, then, then Peter opened his mouth mm, and said, mm, Of a truth, mm, I perceive mm, that God is no respecter of person. Amen. God is no respecter of person. 
no matter what you are maybe you are you are a new christian maybe somebody is a very old christian maybe somebody is very religious but god says i am no respecter of person if today you were born again and you asked god for something he will give it to you amen my last point i want to close with the the marvelous secrets for getting your needs met the marvelous secrets for getting your 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 needs met if the secret can be summed up if i'm going to talk what's the secret and if the secret could be summed up in one word i would have that word to be as faith faith is the one word that can summon up everything the secret to get something from god amen this faith must be manifested in four areas of our life and i will explain what are the four areas that the faith has to be manifested number 1 verse 3 we must have faith in the will of god your faith should be in the will of god elijah had just confronted the king of israel and now god is sending him to the wilderness imagine he was confronting the king now god says go to the wilderness it must be very confusing for elijah to think but god people must learn to obey god even though it looks very difficult and this man obeyed god often god's will and our will are always different always as contrary the secret of getting your need met by god is trusting that god knows what is best for you you do not know what is best for you amen you do not know what is best for you but god knows what is best for you and he knows when to give it to you amen second point verse 9 we must have faith in the ways of god not in our ways but in god's ways imagine now elijah felt that this brook dried up and the ravens now stopped giving him food god comes along and now sends him to a widow imagine ravens stop coming no water but he knows that he knew that god's ways were perfect in him god's ways will seem very different to you but rather you obey it and you will be blessed in jesus name look at isaiah 55 quickly isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my, my ways says the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts god says my thoughts are much higher than what you can even imagine let my ways be accomplished in your life not your ways but my ways my next point is found in verse 16 13 to 16 is we must have faith in the work of god we seen faith in the will of god we seen faith in the ways of god we must see faith in the work of god put yourself in this widow's place for one minute just think if you were a widow she's at a point of starvation and she has a last meal she knows that after this meal she is going to die but then comes this preacher and this preacher says go and get me something to eat it would have been a very difficult trial think for one minute you are now tied up and you have no food in your own house pastor abraham comes there and says go and make me a cake what will you go tell your wife this man doesn't have the restaurant to go eat 
He doesn't have council members to ask. He cannot ask the church. He comes to us, we are going to die. And he's asking us to make a cake. The wife will say quickly, go tell him there's no, no gas in the oven. But this woman obeyed. This woman obeyed. Verse 13, look at verse 13. She was told to go and do. Look at verse 13. She was said, go and do. See what verse 15 says. She went and did. You seen that? She says, go and do. She went and did. How many times God tells us to do something, we do exactly the opposite. The key is most of the time is missed is when we face trials, we do not want to do things God's way. Amen? Verse, I want to, next point, verse 14. We must have faith in the word of, in the word of God. We must have faith in the word of God. This widow woman entered the valley of testing with greatest promise ever to be given to her. You know what's the greatest promise this woman received? I want to show you this. Look at verse 14. There was the greatest promise this woman received from the man of God. Look at it, verse 14. Thus said the Lord God of Israel, and this woman obeyed. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, and this woman obeyed the word. Amen. Look at Psalm. What, look what David writes in Psalm 37 verse 25. Look Psalm at Psalm 37 verse 25. And we will see what David writes when he had an issue. He says, I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Amen? My last point, verse 17 to 19. You must have faith in the wonders of God. Amen? Can I have the next slide? You must have faith in the wonders of God. This faithful woman, son, died suddenly. She went to the man of God for help. Now, as far as I can determine, this was the first time a resurrection is, is taking place in the Bible. This is the first appearance of a resurrection taking place in the Bible. Now, number one, Elijah had never seen a resurrection taking place. Elijah has not seen. It has never happened in the Bible before this that there was resurrection taking place. Number two, Elijah has never heard of resurrection taking place. Never seen, never heard. But he believed in his God that God will do what he asked for. What faith that is. Imagine you have never seen the sea part, but yet you believe that if I strike this water, the sea will part. That is great faith. And Elijah had it. He never heard of resurrection, never seen a resurrection, and yet he went to God to ask for this boy to come back to life because this boy was dead. Maybe your situation is dead. Maybe whatever has happened in your life is now dead. But you can believe in the God of a supernatural. Today is your day for the supernatural to take place. Amen. Look at Philippians. I want to close with Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. I'll close with Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. Now, unto him that is able to do. Can we read it together? Can we read it together? Are you there? Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. Let us read it together. One, two, go. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that worketh in us. Amen? According to the power that worketh in us. And worketh in us. Not in someone else. In us. For my conclusion, I know this message has not been a dyna dynamic shaking doctrine message. It's just a simple message that I've given you, but of a dynamic God that we serve. A miracle working God that we serve. Since we know from the Bible that our God can do unbelievable things. Our God can do anything that we ask. Why not today bring your needs to God? Why not today bring your burdens to God? Why not today bring your worries to God? Why not today bring your fears to God? Why not today bring those frightful dreams that you are having continuously to God and say, God, continuously I am having these frightful dreams. Bring it to God and say, God, I want you to deliver me from it. Why not today, this evening, if you do not know him as your Lord and Savior, say, God, I have seen that you are a miracle working God. I want to come to you. I'm going to call the elders right now, our pastoral team. If your need is salvation and you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, tonight is a night. But very specially, I want to speak to the ones who knows Jesus, but for some given reason have gone away from him. You have walked your own path. You have led your own life. It's not too late to come back to him. He will give you the second touch. 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 We are not, don't try to be too righteous. We have fallen far from glory sometimes. We are walking in our own righteousness thinking that we are holier than thou art. But God says, come back to me a second time. I need to touch you. Amen. Maybe your need is an emotional need today. You're, you're going through a lot of emotion. Maybe you're hurt. But God says, come. Today you come to me. I will take it away. Amen. Amen. God can do it. Let us say that together. God can do it. One more time. Tell your neighbor one more time. No matter what your need is, tell your neighbor, God can do it. Tell your neighbor, no matter what your need is, God can do it. No matter what your need is, let us rise up. No matter what our need, your need is, God can do it. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. He shall give his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh care it for me. For me, for me. Jehovah Jireh care it for me. One more time, one more time. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. In glory, he shall give his angels charge over me. 
Jehovah Jireh for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh for me. Church, what is stopping you from coming to the altar? We have spoken enough. Now it's time to come to the altar for your need to be met. Don't delay. As you come forward, God will meet you even before you come forward. Your need will be met in Jesus' name. God made the path for that valley for that for that valley even thousand years before Elijah could come. Come forward. The pastoral team, the leaders will pray for you. No matter what be your need, if there is disturbance taking place, you are having something that your children are not walking in the ways of the Lord. You are desiring for something in your family, and you want something to take place in your children's life. Come forward, and if you want to stand in the gap for somebody, come forward. Only if you come, the Lord will answer. Amen. Only if you come, we will continue to sing this song one more time. And as you have a need, and if you want to stand in the gap for somebody else, come forward. The men of God will pray. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory. Shall give his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh careth for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. As the pastoral team and the elders are praying, the Lord has just asked me to tell you this. If you are struggling to walk in a righteousness and in a holy life, for some reason there is a struggle. God says, "Come." If you are struggling to do what God has called you to do, come. If you are struggling with your prayer life, come. If you are struggling with your prayer life, come. No matter what be your struggle, God will meet you today at your point of need. Those of you who are standing, for some reason, please don't look at what's happening. Start interceding and say, "God, today meet us at a point of need." You are there to meet. You are there to pray. And if you are struggling with your prayer life, come forward. Quiet and just quiet and bless the Lord. Just appreciate God for tonight. Just quiet and bless Him. Bless the Lord. Oh Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. Oh Lord, we give you thanks. Lea la 
Negelo prede bolo boše ne alaba ba 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 kubro gusondoli. Egrede boboro koshan ne alaba ba 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 Hola, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. I'd like you to lift your hand unto God. I just said, thank you, Jesus. God is awesome in this place. Oh, Lord, we give you thanks. Just lift your hand unto him and look unto him. I see God touching somebody right now. Oh Lord, thank you. You did not come up, but God still wants to touch you. Lea bro shate calibro secahani. Le broco sembre de bro shande yalababa. Rako broco sonde yalababa roco sondeli. Rege boboro shande yalababa roco sondolia. Just look up unto him, look up unto God. Express your desire to him. Jesus Holy Ghost Hallelujah Thank you Lord We give you praise We give you glory Lord As we worship you We give you glory, Lord, as we worship you. Spirit, we thank you for your visitation. We thank you for your presence in our midst. We thank you for the soul that you saved. We thank you for the backsliding you restored. We thank you for the healing you have done. We thank you for the change you have done. We thank you for establishing your will in the life of your children. Thank you for the word. Thank you for your visitation. Take all the glory in the name of Jesus. Everything you have done here tonight will return all the glory, honor, and adoration. 
back unto you and you alone in the name of Jesus. And we shall come to testify in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the month of October. We are so grateful. We go into the month of November by your power, by your grace. In the name of Jesus. As you march on to that month of November, let it be a month of change in every area of our life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Cause us to experience your joy, your peace, your increase, your promotion, the breakthrough that comes from you alone. In the name of Jesus. Every long standing blessing, every expectation that has refused to come to manifestation, as we enter into the month of November in a couple of hours, I decree the Lord will grant the desire of the heart of every one of us speedily in the name of Jesus. That which you have been struggling to get from January. I see the Lord giving it to you cheaply in the month of November without struggle in the name of Jesus. And you shall stand to testify in the name of Jesus. The blessing of God, the Bible says, make it rich and have no sorrow with it. Every blessing God has given everyone, no sorrow is permitted to be associated in the name of Jesus. And whatever God has started in your life, he will perfect it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We declare the month a sickness-free month for everyone in the name of Jesus. Accident-free month in the name of Jesus. Failure-free month in the name of Jesus. Blessing all around shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. And you shall serve the Lord all through the days of your life in that month and for the rest of your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody has been having miserable dream. I decree as you sleep tonight and you enter into that month of November, it shall be godly dream from now henceforth in the name of Jesus. That which is pursuing you in the dream, from now henceforth, the fire of Holy Ghost shall consume them and you shall have a free sleep, a free dream, free of any demonic attack in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We return the glory unto you, God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's share the grace together and fellowship. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Evangelism and glory you are blessed in Jesus' name.